Hi, everyone. Oh, hello, everyone. Oh, yes, they're loud tonight. Wow, what an amazing turnout. Hi, guys, how are you all? As excited as me? Think so? <sighs> Breathe. Breathe. I feel really bad because I've got my back to you a little bit, so I'm going to turn around first before they come out. Make sure I don't fall off the stage because I know it's those guys you want to see too. Um, how exciting is this? And also quite weird emotions, I guess, for everyone if you're huge fans and the fact that the end is nigh. Um, I know, but we're going to try and get as many of your questions in as we possibly can. Before we welcome them to the stage, let's just um, raise the anticipation even further. It is, it is. And let's have a look at the trailer for the final part, Deathy Hallows Part 2. watching that do you do you do you guys get the same feeling that 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 these guys gets in terms of when you see the trailers for this amazing thing that you're involved in and, and knowing that it's knowing that it's coming to the end yeah i saw it for the first time the other day because uh, they were like have you seen the trailer i said like, there's a trailer like, oh yeah there's a trailer and i literally got it out 
It was about 11 o'clock at home, just came back and watched it. And I had, yeah, I had goosebumps. It looks amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Jason, how did you feel? Uh, how was it seeing it? It was, uh, it was amazing and sad. And, and I tell you what I really felt was I felt relief because I, I'm such a fan. <laughs> all of the people involved in making it were such huge fans of the books and the stories sure. and the characters. And we're all really aware that we're not just, you know, normally when we make a movie, the hardest thing is to, is to make the end, the last 20 minutes. But when you're making the end of 10 years worth of films, you really want to pay it off. And you want to make sure that everyone who loved all the films and loved all the books get what they need. You have a fantastic big roller coaster ride and you feel like everything pays off. And I just watched it and at the end, apart from having, you know, bitten my nails down and lost weight and sweated and <laughs> been, had my stomach in knots, I finished and I went, thank God they got it right. They just really got it right. It is a huge, epic way to close 10 years of uh, our lives. Yeah. Um, Matthew, let's let's we've got we've got a great clip of you. It's it's like a boxing ring. We've got that we've got Matthew's side here <laughs> against the opposing side that side. Um, he really he really he really comes into his own in this in this final part. He kind of he proves his worth in a way, doesn't he? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, Neville's Neville's come a long way in the last ten years. And um, we really see in this film uh, the culmination of that whole. Actually, I'm Mike there. Do you Sorry, want me to get it for you? No, you're fine. You're Keep right. going. Keep um, the culmination of all, all that all that evolution. I mean, he he really becomes a hero towards the end of this. And um, and it was just sort of uh, amazing for me to really play that. And we worked really close with David to try and get it right because it's a really pivotal moment in the whole in the whole of the, the the decade of Harry Potter. And we just wanted to make sure, you know, for you guys that we really nailed it. And um, I mean, I don't know. We'll see on Thursday, I guess. What, what I think it's maintained throughout the entire 10 years is that that tone has always been brilliant of, it's a great kind of tense thriller almost in a way, but there's comedy that, that kind of trails through as well. And, and in this particular scene we're about to have a look at you, what follows is quite funny. <laughs> but let's have a look at the, uh, right, the setup of it. Here we go, sneak peek. That looked like a lot of fun to film. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, that, that whole sequence took a long time. You know, a lot of <laughs> night shoots, um, you know, working till like two, three in the morning in the cold, but I can't even complain because it was just such a good laugh. And uh, Nick Moran, who plays Scabio, is just, um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's a really great guy. And um, yeah, I love all that stunt kind of stuff. Working with the, the stunt team, the special effects department, it was the first time I really got involved with all those guys over 10 years. And um, yeah, it was, it was smashing. I loved every minute of it. And I hope it, it really comes across because it was um, a lot of fun for me anyway. I hope you guys enjoy it as much. Um, Tom, we've got a clip of you now. Um, the, the relationship between, between Draco and, and Hardy's been kind of real kind of push and pull from the start. Sure, sort of thing. sure. And, um, and, 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 and he, I don't know, he gets tested in terms of his... Uh, loyalty to either side, I think, a lot yeah. of the time. He's, he's kind of um, sitting on the fence slightly, and we see that <laughs> in this film, definitely, yeah. He's very, you know, conflicted between his sort of loyalty to his family and uh, especially his lovely father. Um, I, I, <laughs> I think, uh, to, be, to be honest, I think the two 
not these two actors, but the characters. I think Draco and Neville, in many ways, the real hero of the piece because. <laughs> That's a That's nice interruption. Very kind. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's on my list. Thanks very much. But, uh, I'll just have to work with the wife first. But, uh, but I think Neville and Draco, they, unlike Harry, their destiny isn't laid out for them. Yeah. So it's not obvious to them which way to go. And particularly with Draco, he's got this awful mother and father who Must bullied him and, and really shaped him for one end. And, and you watch him break those chains. And it's, in, it's inspiring to watch and also to see Neville. And neither of them really have a role model in their life. And they really don't know who to be. And they don't know how the story's going to end for them. Whereas with Harry, he always knows which choice he has to make. He might struggle with it. He's got a certain destiny. And in many ways, I think they're, they are more inspiring for the ordinary person watching them. You go, that's more like me. I don't know what to do and I, and I find choices very difficult certainly the right choice difficult to make and um, and uh, I wish the clip was running because I can't think of the end of a sentence <laughs> 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 um, Helen I want to come to you now as well in terms of I don't know it's, it's, a, it's, it's a family unit a completely dysfunctional family unit um, that I wouldn't you, say that how you? dare you come we on have, we have our okay. moments okay Tell we me agree on then. hair products and hair <laughs> <Yes>. colours <laughs> Has, has, sure. has she been a great? She been a lovely character to, to play with. I think is is probably. What yeah, it was I quite nerve wracking because obviously she's been in the books all the way along, mm. and uh, you know they've been established for a long time, and so to come in at the end, I was very very nervous, um, because obviously the fans behind Harry Potter, they've read the books, they're waiting to see the films, and you don't want to disappoint and let them down, mm -hmm. and. Um, so it was quite a lot of trepidation coming into it. But yeah, she's, she's an interesting character because although she's a, a Malfoy and, uh, you know, a, a Lestrange, actually it's her son. Lestrange, do you hear that? The that, French pronunciation, <laughs> just for those of you who want to know. <laughs> that, um, that her son changes her and that what she's about is actually her loyalty to her son. So her redeeming feature is that she is a mother that loves a child more than herself. Yeah. And that also that because her son's view of the world changes, she allows it to affect her. And that is good parenting. Yeah. Hey, hey. yeah. Well the rest done. of it's a bit dodgy, of course, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, we're going to take a look at another clip um, where you, um, well, your loyalties again are tested. Okay, awesome. Well, well. What brings you here, Potter? I could ask you the same. You have something of mine. I'd like it back. Well, what's wrong with the one you have? It's my mother's. It's powerful, but it's not the same. It doesn't quite understand me. Know what I mean? Why didn't you tell her? Bellatrix. You knew it was me. You didn't say anything. Easy. Cool, it's such a tease, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh. What happens now? Bit of a showdown, yeah. How does it feel watching that? It's it's kind of weird. I I, uh, I sort of see Draco as not really um, me, so I just kind of watch it as a fan and get just as excited about what, what happens next. It's almost like I forget that I was in it and uh, and I've forgotten completely what happens, and I get to watch it as a as a genuine fan, so it's cool. I get very excited. Do you think for all of you, though, it's, it is going to be slightly weird to not be doing it anymore? I mean, I know you haven't been doing it for quite a while now, but 
once this film's out to... I schedule to just try and... We're going to meet up regularly and just play it <laughs> out. Stick on some yeah. bleach. Yeah, and just, yeah like just for good old times, you know. <laughs> um, Torture a kitten every now and again or something. <laughs> you just push me around. <laughs> I'm staying away yeah. from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course we're going to miss it. I think it's one of those... It's a strange feeling. I'm sure it's just for the same with the fans where... Yeah, extremely eager to see it, but at the same time, you don't really want it all to be over. So it's, uh, yeah. I think that's kind of why it's probably the most emotional one so far, definitely. Well, listen, I, I get to chat to you guys quite a lot about it all, and I am again this week, but so I just want to give you guys as much opportunity as possible to ask questions and stuff. So let's get cracking with, with your questions. Start in the front row. Have you got. Jason's not marrying anyone right. tonight. Just Thanks so. very much for the offer. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's already yeah. married, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for all turning up. Um, I'd just like to ask, what has the whole Harry Potter journey meant for you all? Wow. J Jason, wow. you want to kick us off? Can we yeah. Short? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, um, it's been... Well, look, I, I've been around a long time making lots of television programmes and films and being on stage, and, and pretty much whenever you work, there's a, a level of fear. Like, uh, is, is anybody going to turn up to watch what we're doing, put it, the play we're putting on? Is anyone going to buy a ticket to the film? Is anyone going to tune into the television programme? And uh, am I going to make an idiot myself? Or is everyone going to lose their money? Are, are we ever going to work again? And um, for 10 years, I've turned up to this set where... The whole world already loves the books and the stories. We all feel completely buoyed up on the confidence and, and support and love and expectation of, of people in every culture and every country in the world. And it's been a unique experience for me to turn up with all of my acting heroes. Literally, I look around and I go, I cannot believe I'm working with these people. Uh, and getting to play a part and, and being part of a story that's so rich and gives so much, and it gives so much pleasure to the world, that uh, it's meant for me, it's just one moment of completely anxiety-free bliss mm. in an otherwise kind of stormy sea professionally. <laughs> and, uh, and it's also just been unqualified pleasure. There's nothing about I me. Mean, every single aspect of it has been a joy from start to finish. And what's great, having seen the final film, I don't need to sell tickets or be a salesman, but I'll tell you, I think it delivers the final punch for a 10-year ride, which is a tricky thing. The filmmakers need to be applauded when you see it, not now, uh, for yeah. having done that and pulled it off. So well it's just been great. Sure, and I'm sure I can continue that. I'm sure I can speak with Matt largely and say that it's kind of uh, a lot of our childhood, you know? It's, it's been there since kind of 11, 12 years old. It's kind of strange that we're both 23-ish and we're still talking about the same, same part. So it's kind of, it's very strange. But yeah, it, it means a lot to me just in the fact that I've obviously grown up with the character, so it kind of represents my childhood. I'm sure I can picture myself in 30, 40 years talking about the golden years, you know, <laughs> the, the good old days when I was doing that. So yeah, that's definitely, uh, you know, I, I treasure, treasure the memories that I have. I was, um, I was lucky enough to come down on set when you were filming part one, and um, I know everyone kind of talks about, oh yeah, everyone, it's a big family environment, everyone gets on and stuff, but being down there for a, for a day, it really was. It was like you were driving around in character in your golf buggy, and and, yeah. and it was just, it was just, it, it was amazing. It was like stepping into the world of Harry Potter. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that, that's very hard to see, that when you're actually seeing the film, that so much of this stuff, is it's real. You know, we're not standing with the great big green screens. No, I mean, some of it obviously is not real. <laughs> but, you know, so many, you know, somebody will spend five months making a small Quidditch ball that will fly for three, four seconds. Mm -hmm. And that will, you know, an artist will spend months and months and months. Mm. You walk on the floors and there actually are 
worn down by dollies and tracks being pulled over them because they're actually stone. And the craftsmanship that's gone into these films, you know, the actors and we're sure. all the final cherry on the cake. Mm. But for me being in these films, it was such a celebration of what the British film industry is capable of the artistry, the craftsmanship in this country. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. the three, you know, that the directors and producers decided to do it that way. They weren't going to sit there and they weren't just going to pay some people to sit and do it quietly, mm. you know, in the editing suite. That actually everybody on that set was, uh, was utilised and every single department was, you know, the creme de la creme of British filmmaking. And that was just a privilege to be part of. Yeah, amazing. And and I also think that the fact that it was here and it stayed here is a, re a reason perhaps why you guys been involved in it from, from such a young age have still remained so... You're still the same as you were when yeah. I interviewed you for the first film. You know, you're still so grounded and normal. Slightly hairier. <laughs> Slightly ta yeah. more tanned than when I saw him last time. But, but do you know, I think that might have something... Does, that, does it have yeah, something? No, that, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's one thing that I've been banging on about today in all these interviews is that, um, you know... Dan, Rupert, Emma, Tom, um, the, the one thing that, that's, that's been a constant throughout these, this decade has been their personalities. Um, you know, obviously they've got older, they've grown in confidence and maturity as, as people as well as actors, but, you know, a testament to, um, to, to their, their upbringing, I guess, um, to, to who they are. They just, you know, since day one, they've not changed. They're the people that I grew up with. And, um, and they're the friends that I will have, you know, I hope for the rest of my life. And then and, and no matter what, fame you know they've been catapulted to um they're still you know stand-up guys and um I think you I, just yeah. made at least three quarters of this audience cry oh, yeah well <laughs> i'm going for the tea jerker Good they one. had all the Less fun him. stuff i'm trying <laughs> to make you cry <laughs> right let's get some oh. more questions uh lady over there oh, no sorry gentleman over there with a white t-shirt on where are the microphones over that side can you just shout if you shout jason's on the way be careful, Jason, be is. careful. Jason, this is actually a question for you. Here we go. <laughs> you, you were talking about doing like film and TV. You've actually done a uh, voiceover recently for Cars 2. How different did you find that to doing like Harry Potter and stuff? Because, because obviously you're in the studio. You were in Cars 2? Right, too. hold on. Thanks very much. <laughs> I mean, so you and I could just go for a walk. I could talk about it. Uh, how, how the question was, how different was doing Cars 2? Uh, I was on the set of Harry Potter for a couple of months every... Uh, every year or two years for 10, for 10 years and Cars 2 took me about half an hour. <laughs> That's the main thing. And, uh, what car did you play? Sorry. didn't have to put any makeup on. I hadn't washed my hair. Sorry. I don't. I play a plane, okay. typically. That's I mean, right. in a film about cars, I play a plane. It's a good plane. But, uh, you've got a picture of the plane? Oh, thanks so much. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Let's get... Um, me, 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 me. You, 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 you. Go. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hello. Uh, we come all the way from Mexico, and we just wanted to ask. Um, oh my God! For oh, the just for this. Yes. Uh, no. For you, we came for you, oh, and we wanted sweet. to ask uh, if you could play another character. Who would you play? Oh, great question. If you yeah. could play another character, it's a tough it one, be? really. I don't. I can't see myself in any other. Um, I'd like to be another Malfoy, and there really I isn't another you one. I'd want to play, like to play one of you two. Really? Yeah. You guys had far too much fun being. We do, slow. don't we? <laughs> We yeah. do. like being bad. Yeah. Yes. That kind of part of I'd like to play it. Hermione because I like the outfit. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'd go you for Harry. Good. You can <laughs> pull it off, Jason. More lines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, just behind our friend from Mexico. Thanks for coming from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. thank you very, very much. much. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, I read in an interview that Alan Rickman um, knew about the history between Lily and Snape before anyone else. I was just wondering, how much backstory did J.K. Rowling give you, or did you have to make it up for yourself? 
Yeah, I, I, mm. d- I didn't yeah. get any um, sort None. of extra None. insight. No um, just, just the books, yeah, which was, which was pretty, pretty yeah. in-depth. Yeah, uh, pretty vivid. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Did you get any insight? Uh, well, no, she didn't give me any, but in fact, when I f- I, the, tr- the honest truth is when I first thought about playing Luke Malfoy, my initial instinct was to do something very broad. And then as I looked at it, first I looked at how brilliant all the other actors were and how much depth they were bringing to it. But secondly, I looked at... Uh, you need to look in today's newspapers to see people who are... Try- politicians who are standing up on these racist, separatist, um, eugenicist platforms. You know, don't need to look too far back in history. There are people today who are getting elected on that kind of anti-immigration ticket. And suddenly Lucy's felt a lot more real to me. And it's true of the entire book. Everything that happens in it, as magical and fantastical as it is, you can find a parallel in the modern world in, to help you make it 3D, I think. And that's why it's connected with so many people. Definitely. Was that a little segue into 3D? I meant three-dimensional. <laughs> I meant three-dimensional, not 3D, So. Okay, there's a really loud person right over here in the corner. Yes, that's the one. Yep. All right. Where have you come from? Australia. Oh, Australia. Where? Yeah. You've, you, you've come from Australia? We love you, Tom. Hey. Basically. Um, she can't ask you, a question. Um, you've changed lives of so many people um, like all over the world. We're just wondering, like, how does that make you feel? You yeah, very good. I was really touched. I was in Australia not so long ago, and loads of people said, thanks for being part of my childhood, which is a really sweet thing to say. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I had no idea. It was, it's fantastic. It's great. I, I really like the fact that we've, you've kind of grown up with us just as much as we've grown up with them, so it's, uh, it feels good. <laughs> Lady right in the middle here. Sorry, I'm going to make you work tonight. Hi. <laughs> I was wondering, after Harry Potter, are you guys going to go plunge back in into a- acting and stuff? No, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> they already are. a small They're cake shop busy. somewhere in Dorset. <laughs> what do you think? No, you're going. You're continuing, of course. No, we're all, we're all acting. And, and, yeah. uh, and what's amazing is that these young people who started out as really kids who didn't know what they wanted to do, they've all become such seasoned and, in fact, veteran, experienced actors. They've got thousands of hours in, uh, on... Uh, on the set of, you know, with the most experienced crew members in the world. They're all really fine actors. I think you're going to be very surprised by what uh, Matthew and Tom and Dan and Rupert and Emma and everybody else is capable of because you've just seen them play these one parts. But they're amazingly skilled and I think you're all going to be thrilled with what they do. I just saw Dan, actually, in New York, in mm. his Broadway, show. Did you? And when he came on, everybody, you know, goes bonkers. And then after a minute, you forget that he was ever in Harry Potter, which is a real testament to him as an actor because he's an iconic figure. Yes, I, yeah. And he was stunning. True. Does, is, that, is that a slight fear for you because you've played characters for so long to, you know, to try and make a deliberate choice that removes that slightly, I guess? Um, I yeah, think obviously you when you do something for, what, like 11 years, mate? It's like been a while. It's, it's um, been a while. It's, you know, obviously you're concerned about that slightly, but I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm very fond of Neville. I think that all you can do is embrace it and say, you know, that was something that I did that was a fantastic part of my life. And I'm ready to move on. I, I mean, Dan did a very great thing by doing Echoes because it was, you know, so different and he was so bloody brilliant in it. Like, it just, you know, it really, it just showed what Dan could do. But I mean, I just want to want to act and if I have to stick with Neville um, there for the rest of my life I can think of a hell of a lot of worse things that I could have to put up with yeah. so you know yeah. it's alright <laughs> um, okay next question lady down the front here hi hello uh, my name is Jessica and I'm from Germany and I have a question for Jason for you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I came to see the Harry Potter premiere so um, I just read my question down because I'm quite nervous so Aww. Um, I just came from Germany and to see the 
final Harry Potter premiere. And um, do you think after all the things that happened in the last book, did Lucius Malfoy finally realize that his pure blood ideology needs more than a second thought? Um, do you think that he understands what he did to his family by choosing the Dark Lord and uh, his beliefs as his master and his kind of religion? Woo! <laughs> wow! Jason, oh, my, that's, that's for you, mate, yeah. Um, uh, no. No, I, I, no, <laughs> Cheap gag, cheap gag. Uh, I think that uh, what was interesting watching Lucius's journey is that you saw really when the pressure was on and when the crisis was at its height, you see with my wife, ultimately she chooses motherhood and love over her loyalties politically and, and, and anything else intellectually. Uh, and that really when the chips are down, I would sacrifice my son and my wife for status. I would crawl over there twitching corpses for a place by Voldemort's side and that it from the, the end of the fourth film onwards but certainly for the last two films Lucius cannot see a place for himself in the future if Voldemort wins the Death Eaters win there's no place for him and obviously if Harry Potter wins there's no place for him and you see an increasingly desperate pathetic and broken man and that was enormously good fun to play so I don't think <laughs> I don't think he sees the error of his ways I think uh, he's a tragic figure and probably you'd catch him somewhere eating the remnants out of somebody's bin at some point, I think. I know. That's amazing. Yeah, I, like that. um, I can't see Thank the you. lights. Okay, gentlemen down the front here. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm here from the USA. My brother and I came down for this. And, awesome. um, hey. Yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's like just above there. Little country. Um, but I heard that some of the people, some of the actors from The Lord of the Rings, after it finished, that they got tattoos commemorating uh, the whole series. Sure. And not necessarily tattoos, but have you guys talked about doing anything as a cast to maybe genuinely commemorate the whole series? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I did genuinely put it forward to people. I thought a, a, a small lightning bolt somewhere on the dairy air would be nice. You'll do it? You're the only person I've ever said they'd do it. We, sh do it. Yeah. we should start a pact now between the four of us, really, because oh, Daniel, Rupert and Emma weren't too keen as last time I checked. They bottled it. Um. <laughs> Did you take anything? Did you get any bits from set to take home? Oh, Jason. Oh. Did you get any... Uh... Did you get anything <laughs> from set? I'm kidding. I'm or are kidding. you passing No, I, I begged for a wand, because I, I, I came up with that notion of the wand in the cane. And I was eventually, on the fifth film, they gave me one, I took it home, and my kids broke it in about a week. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted a wand as well, but um, no joy. I, I managed to get, to get, I got given Draco's uh, Slytherin ring, his silver ring. Wicked. So yeah, and it actually still has the plaster wrapped around it because my fingers were too small as a 13-year-old for it to fit. <laughs> Hang on it, a minute. They still, still don't fit, to be fair. Hang on a minute. So you got a wand, right? <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you got a ring with a, with a snake on it. I got a ring. Did you, you get something good? Nothing. Stapled <laughs> down in my trailer. Yeah. I got false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're yours, man. They should be that treasured. That is lousy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is cheap. <laughs> right. Over here, this lady right behind Brilliant. me. Brilliant. Hi. Um... I'm also from the U.S., but hey. I'm here for study abroad. Do you know them? Hello. They're from America as well. Do you know <laughs> each other? Uh, what state are you guys? <laughs> North Carolina. Oh, I'm Georgia. Sorry. All right. What's I'll come question? find you, though. But no, I'm here for study abroad, actually. Um, yeah. More fans of that. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to know, were you worried about portraying characters that were already so loved by fans? Yeah. <laughs> you want to, yeah. you know, In a expand one on that? Answer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I, I was a fan of the books myself, and so I knew, you know, what this story meant to people, what it meant to me, and um, I guess that was one of the things that was always in the back of my mind, at least, was that, um, you know, we wanted to get it right for, for you guys, and obviously for J.K. Rowan as well. I mean, it was her baby, and we wanted to make sure we, uh, we really nailed it, and that's why. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> um, anyone else? I can't imagine any fans being disappointed it's an odd thing, you know, because yeah. these books are, are loved the world over, and people know every punctuation mark. And so, what's amazing is that the filmmakers, the two producers, David and David, and now, lastly, the director, David, as well, uh, <laughs> have managed to take them from the page to the screen and keep all the fans of the books with them. The fans of the books are fans of the films as well. That doesn't always happen, and sure. it's a tribute to their skill, I think, and their, and their great taste. Well said. And, and all the books weren't released, obviously, before we started seeing the films. So now, you know, when people read those books, that came after the first film. It's your faces. It's your faces weird, in their yeah. heads when they That's kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> no, I, like that. I felt very lucky because as my years went on, I obviously had uh, great influences around me to sort of show me the way, I think. Even without sort of consciously um, realising it, they definitely added new layers to my character thanks to, the, thanks to these guys coming in and sort of giving me parental influences of, of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> Surrogate parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, my first scene, I wasn't worried about uh, the pressure from the books because I hadn't read the books. Uh, and then I got the job, I read the book, and I just thought, what am I going to do? Not for the fans' sake, but I was aware that there are already these, already these incredible actors in there. And particularly, Alan Rickman was already in it. And Alan Rickman... <laughs> He's not here. You don't need to clap him. Anyway, but, but Alan plays sinister and dangerous and dark so brilliantly and beautifully. I worried what on earth I could do. And so I thought the best thing I could do was go blonde. That was, that was my, my main <laughs> choice. And, and really, honestly, I just concentrated on trying to be the worst father I could possibly be so that I could contextualize, so you, had, you understood why Draco turned into that snotty little git at school. And uh, that, was, that was the subject of all yeah, my focus. Me a tree. You really did. Throughout the films, there's an amazing collection of, of actors who, you know, who, have, who have come in for one film or, or have, have continued through various films. The creme de la creme of... I always think it's quite, quite bizarre that I'm sure maybe Matt can back me up here that I met a lot of them when I was sort of 11, 12. I didn't have a clue who Gary Oldman was or... Uh, yeah, I know, it's terrible. I was meeting all these great actors and obviously yeah. I, I had no idea at the time. So it's kind of weird for me that I met them and then subsequently learned more about their careers later and then freaked out about working with them. <laughs> so it took me three or four films. Um, Alan Rickman was one of the first, to be fair, because he, uh, he was... Um, uh, Robin Hood, which was kind of like one of my childhood, yeah, films. So yeah, that was he was always daunting. Took me more than it took me about six years to muster more than. Morning, Alan. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a lovely guy. He still scares me a little bit. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little. The <laughs> um, lady over there. Yes, you. Hey. Yes, you. You. No, no, hold no, on, wait. Hold on, hold oh, on. No, 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 not you. The lady in second row. We're coming up. Jason's oh. coming over. Oh, where, where, where? Just here. Hey. That's harsh. Sorry. <laughs> I'd wave to her before. She can have Sorry. the next one. All right. She can have the next one. Okay. Hi. Hi, we're from Hi. Holland. And hey. I was wondering, if you guys would go into the room of requirement, what would you find? Wow. Deep. I don't know. Um, I don't... That's a good one. It depends on the scenario, I guess. If I was exceptionally thirsty, I'd hope water, but I, 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 uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. Helen, you have no idea what the room of requirement is, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. I'm literally going... I think yeah. <laughs> no, I was asked the same thing earlier about the mirror of Erised, and I didn't have a good answer for that either, I'm afraid. So, uh, might be, um, I might, there might be an iPad 2 in there, maybe. Yes, I good call. I can really yeah. require one of those. That's right genius, yes. Yeah, I'll stack of them. I don't know if there's any knocking about anywhere. Yeah. But. 
could really require there's that right There's a guy now. at the back who is so, either so tall or he's standing on a child. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, standing on a child. Yeah. Talking about? Let's get the question from the lady that you went to, Jason. Sorry. Coming up. This is a, you didn't realise it was going to be a fitness. I know, he's having quite a workout. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you first, because Harry Potter's always been a part of my life, and you made it come true for me. Um, Bless you. And <laughs> Cheers. Second, um, what was the most difficult scene to film for you all? Oh, good question. Um, wow, it's hard this, to pick one. This isn't film, it? yeah, for sure. Yeah, this has got to yeah, be the, right. that, that final stuff that you're doing. Yeah, it's doing part one and part two simultaneously. I mean, I only had one line in part one, but I just know for all the crew, I mean, it was one that everyone had to really work tremendously hard on sure. um, to try and get it done. And and for me as well, I mean, I just had so much more to do in this film, and and um, you know, the action stuff. The, there's still a lot of emotion. You know, people are dying in this movie. Um, and yeah, it was definitely the one that was most challenging for me. Anyway, bit of love. In the ear. There's a little bit. There's a little glimmer there. Little twinkle. Helen, what about for you? Uh, the most difficult, I think, was the, was the first scene that I ever did, which was when I'm looking at Alan and I'm looking at Helena, who I both know very well, and they actually had to cheat the eye lines because of anybody's inability not to corpse on the first morning. So everyone, if you actually look at it, everyone's looking at it like this in completely different ways. <laughs> because everyone was just so nervous. It was the first day of shoot for all of us. So um, I'll yeah. second that. It was pretty bloody terrifying. Was it? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's I was. I it, again it took me more than a few days to say anything to anyone. But yeah, oh, you mean the big team are all at the yeah, table? Yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, it was, I felt like we were kind of surrounded by um, by you know, kind of legends or heroes in a weird way. It takes a lot to pluck up the courage to say much. To be fair, <laughs> I, my hardest scene was my very first day in two thousand and two because it was a scene with Richard Harris. Who, uh, I went to drama school with Richard's son, Jared, and, and uh, Richard, who was the first Dumbledore, as you know, uh, who was utterly brilliant. And he was chatting and being very funny and, and just telling these filthy and fabulous anecdotes. And then they said, action. And he just drilled me as Dumbledore. He just gave, he cut me no mercy. And I stood there and I felt terrified. I thought, is it my turn to speak? It's his turn to speak. Why isn't he speaking? <laughs> he just looked at me and I thought, I've got it wrong. I'm getting, I just felt like that all the eyes in the world were on me. And I realized what he was doing was being Richard Harris, he was being Dumbledore, and he completely made Lucius you know, need a change of underwear. It was superb. <laughs> um, I'm afraid we've only got time for one more question. All right. Let's make it a good um, one. Do any of you guys want to... Am I going to pick it? Jason, go on, mate. <laughs> we, haven't been that, we haven't been over here that much. We've asked one question. It's us, this guy here. Thank you very much from everyone here. Where are you? Harry Potter is amazing, there. so thank you. Hello. Um, if there was one memory you could take from this entire experience, what would it be? What a great <laughs> end. Last question. Those girls asking me to marry them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not been the first time. <laughs> is there, is there, a, is there uh, a memory? It's, is there a it's very hard to pick one, you yeah. know, one solid memory. One of the first ones I remember was um, going through the Great Hall when we were like uh, 11, one of the yeah. first scenes we ever shot. And we had never seen the Great Hall before. It was deliberately not shown to us, so our expressions were genuine, if you will. Uh, and that was, you know, a really, really sort of awe-inspiring time as a, as a youngster. Um, and it kind of feels like, yeah, the, the, the next 10 years kind of went in a bit of a blur, to be honest with really. you. <laughs> I think uh, taking Michael Gambon on a roller coaster was pretty funny. Yeah, there were so many I strange think that was, um, scenarios. When we were in Orlando, we did the opening of the theme park last year, <laughs> and, and we, we, we told Michael, oh, it's fine, it just goes around a bit, no worries. It's the Jewel and Dragon thing, and it's like a big loop-the-loop, -loop, <laughs> and we, we put him on the front. I mean, that was, uh, I'll never forget that. He was very I'd brave. I don't think he will ever. He was, was a whole a different colour when he came was back a good laugh, completely. Did they do that thing of taking the picture midway around at the scariest point where he was at? 
Oh, possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking about somewhere. I'm just trying to find that. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, have you got a... I the, your lasting memory from the experience? I think it would definitely be uh, that, that sort of 5 a.m. in Leavesden <laughs> when everybody had come in, all the main actors had all been lined up, you know, Rafe had been in makeup for hours, somebody's running around and saying, okay, it's three minutes, and they're giving you the last of the props, and everybody's going around, okay, we're going to have fire, we're going to have action in this, okay, everybody knows there's going to be fire in this scene, animatronics are starting, I can't tell you what, because you haven't seen it yet, but various things twitching. You have Voldemort on one side, you know, the other side. You have hundreds of extras on either side, and the stunt guys are going through the final thing, and then somebody goes, okay, 30 seconds, and everybody's quiet, and somebody shouts, action. And Rafe stood there and was extraordinary with everyone listening. And then I can't tell you what happens, but then something happens, and we shot it for real. We didn't, it wasn't, then you cut and da da da. And this enormous, great fight starts happening, and the cameras are going around, and you just think, this is epic. We don't make films like that anymore. And that was extraordinary. Wow. That was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Jason, do you want anything you want to Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, was it? Um, <laughs> I, 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 actually, I remember. Really, I remember two things, I think. One is that the film, the people who put it together were so nice that the atmosphere on every film set trickles down from the top of the pyramid. In every work environment, the people, the bosses define what the culture is. And David Heyman and David Barron, who produced this, and then David Yates, who directed the last lot, um, they created a, a climate of people being kind to each other and encouraging everyone to be creative and come up with the best stuff. And the other thing they did, which was miraculous, you never hear these films are, as you know, witness you all being here. They're very, very, very popular and loved. And every day that I worked over the 10 years, I was allowed to bring in guests, half a dozen guests. I brought kids in every single day that I worked. And somebody took them on a tour. And they went sat in Dumbledore's chair. And they went to Great Hall. And they went to the Creatures Workshop. They went to the Special Effects Workshop. And they came to the set. They often got to call Cut and Action. And so over the years, I've just given so much pleasure to so many people. But if I had one moment to remember, it was me and Gary Oldman had a fight in the, in the fifth film that didn't end up in the film. It was mostly cut. But we were left alone for weeks and weeks and weeks to shoot this special effects. And when every time it was Lucius and Sirius up on the rock and I'd go, how about if I rub my wand down the cane like send a double bolt and it'll wrap around him. And they'd go, yeah, yeah, we do that. So we'd shoot that for a while. And Gary would go, what about if I stamp the floor and a, and a wave of rock knocks Lucius over? they go, yeah, 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 we do that. So we did all these amazing things. And at one point, Gary goes, how about, right, I throw the wand and it goes spin, spin, spin like that and it comes around, it comes around and it goes and it just stabs him right in the chest and I come up and I just push it in hard and David Yates goes, Gary, it's a kid's film. <laughs> <laughs> and that for me is the moment I remember. We just got a bit carried away. Amazing. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss chatting to you guys. It's so sure. weird. Um, and, but it's what a way to go out. It's, it's just brilliant. It's, it's congratulations to you all for, for everything you've given everyone over the last 10 years as well. Thanks, um, You can all see it, as it says here, July 15th. Um, the premiere is going to be on Thursday night in Trafalgar Square. Just a small one then, just a small one. Do you, do you, get, do you still get phased by those big events? Is it still a little bit scary when you well, step out the car? Sure, definitely. Well, no it one's ever been to a premiere like this before. Yeah. I don't think they've they've never been as big. Falga Square. Yeah, to get out on the red carpet and see Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll all get a bong every time you come out. Like, boing. <laughs> <laughs>
The last time I was in Chicago Square was for the poll tax riots. That's the last time it was that was that big. This is a whole other. Well, I tell you what's freaky about it all, and it's freaky about Thursday night, and for for all of us is. You know, we're all like everybody. We have two legs and two arms, and we eat and we go to the loo and we sleep. And, and on Thursday night, we're treated like we've just arrived from Valhalla or somewhere or that. And, and you know, we are no different, uh, obviously, I'm speaking the obvious thing, uh, mind bogglingly obvious things. We're no different to anybody else. We get up and we go to the shops and we, uh, you know, uh, and we have the same concerns. And so, what's weird on Thursday night is briefly, you just have an insight into how much Harry Potter has affected and is loved by so many people around the world. And it can be very weird. It makes you kind of, uh, it makes you dizzy. And what, what the best thing about Thursday night is that Friday morning will come and we've still got to get up and brush our teeth and take our kids to school, for me and Helen anyway. <laughs> okay, before we say goodbye, we've got one final clip that we want to show you guys. Rock and roll. Um, which, which kind of slightly ties into what Helen was talking about earlier. So let's dim Ooh, the lights. Let's dim the lights. And let's watch this incredibly tense right. and dramatic scene. Here we go. From so part gone, two. No sign of him. My lord. I thought he would come. Harry? No! What are you doing here? boy who lived come to die Thank you so much. If you Thanks can everyone stay here seated for coming. For one second, and then we'll say thank you so much for coming and have a blast on Thursday. Thank night. them. Thank you all thank for you coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.